It's good to see everyone. Thanks for coming out. I know it's a holiday week and people are gone and, you know, so whoever's here, because I just wrote this down this morning, um, it was in a different direction and, you know, cleaning and putting trees up and Susan and John, oh, thank you. I thank God for you every day. Mention, make mention of you in my prayers. <sighs> Everybody, <laughs> I mean, you know, everything they do, everyone here. I mean, I thank God for all, all of you here be honest with you but um I wanted to encourage you so I'm going to just read it how I wrote it because that's how Holy Spirit does I don't know how he does with you when you read and you know with me you know everyone read your Bible that's great but then I'll get stuck on something and I really want to comprehend it I want I just want to feed on that and marinate in that and you know that mystery that incomprehensible um, goodness of God, his riches, and I was still kind of on that, and so whoever's here today, and so some of the songs, is like, you know, Holy Spirit, you are so right on all the time, but um, I just want to encourage you to revel in the goodness of your loving Father, in his incomprehensible riches, and his goodness. I want you to just marinate in that all week, realizing he's working tragedies, heartbreaks, mistakes, trials and tribulations to your good not making them happen to you but walking with you through them not abandoning you in them we trust the father in his work and his holy spirit that he's given us he gives us comfort he leads us he guides us he reveals truths to us he helps us in our weakness he sheds light in our dark places he surrounds us and is in us with his love and his peace he who searches the, the mind of the Spirit knows our hearts, and he knows the Father's heart, and he's revealing that. So that's what he's doing, the Holy Spirit. If we didn't have Holy Spirit, we would just be orphans. And he told them, I'm not going to leave you orphans. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. If that were not the case, then we would all be orphans. But thank God we're all children, and he's with us. He's leading us. He's comforting us in our weaknesses. No matter what we're going through, we are not alone. We may seem like we're alone, but we're not alone. And 2 Corinthians 9.8 says, God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things. And so that word, God is able, that means to exert overwhelmingly unstoppable power. He has overwhelmingly unstoppable power to make all grace abound, which is overflow, exceeding more than normal, more than what is ordinary. So when you think of Holy Spirit being with us, his, our comfort, our guide, his love, and no matter what we're going through, nothing can stop whatever tragedy, no matter what heartbreak, no matter what mistake we have done, thinking that it's irreversible, his overwhelmingly unstoppable power is able to make his grace abound toward you more than normal, out of the ordinary. That's incomprehensible to me. That's part of the, the mystery being revealed in layers and layers all the time. And that just it just makes me excited. And I can't get off the scripture because it's like I'm trying to comprehend it, Lord. Well, it's not comprehensible. And, you know, because it's so good. And so when you come here, you're not going to hear the badness of God. You're going to hear the goodness of God. Because I feel like when you come on the Sunday or a Wednesday, that that's what you should get a holy injection of steroid shot of Holy Spirit. His love, his kindness, his everlasting kindness that is always abounding. It's unstoppable toward us that we have all sufficiency in all things that we go through because he's with us. Amen. 
So I just wanted to encourage you, and even though no one might not be here, not a lot of people, but it's for somebody, and it was for me. And so whatever I say, it's always for me. <laughs> and, you know, you think, oh, they must have it together. No, Jamie knows I don't have it together. I'm a little out there. And those of you who know me know that sometimes that can be, but Holy Spirit helps me. And so when he helps me, I want to help you. And what he gives me, I want to give to you. And I just feel like he's helped me be an encourager. Amen. And so I just love you all and thank you for putting up with my nugget ramblings. <laughs> so let's pray. Holy Spirit, we just thank you. Father, we thank you. We just love you. We honor you. We praise you. We thank you that you have not left us orphans. We thank you that you are with us through and in all things. You're not causing those things to happen, but you are working it out with us. You mourn with us. You grieve with us, and you help us. You are the lifter of our head. You are strong in our weakness, and we acknowledge you in that. We love you. We honor you, and we praise you again in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, beautiful. So <laughs> Matthew texted me from back there. Lisa said that injection of the Holy Ghost. He said it's a dose of the ghost. <laughs> and if you fall out in the spirit, it's an overdose of the ghost. <laughs> so I thought that was cute, yeah. Um, you know, sometimes um, I try to listen to Holy Spirit as he leads about what we should be talking about Frank and I had been discussing certain things, and out of that discussion, really this series that we're on came out of that discussion, and uh, it, it happened to work out that I was going to be gone twice this month, and he had a lot of the, the leadings for that, so I said, well, you just go ahead and preach twice this month, that, uh, and he did a great job last Sunday, and uh, yeah, <laughs> Lisa and I were in Florida last week, and we um, survived our first hurricane uh, while we were in Florida. And someone said, do you still want to retire there? Yes, we do, but we don't know if that's going to be 10 years, 15 years, or whenever from now. But we, we did. It wasn't that bad. They, it, okay, I slept through it, so that's why she said it was bad, and I didn't. It started about 3.30 in the morning, and she said, did you not hear that? I I slept right through it. I didn't hear anything. So I needed the rest, and it was uh, uh, great um, to be there. And it didn't last very long at all. The next day we were have experiencing a few winds, but it was a beautiful Friday and Saturday, and we came back last Sunday. And, again, we appreciate Pastor Frank and Angie and Phil in the pulpit for us. But while we were gone, uh, the Lord just started dropping. He dropped one word in my spirit, and from that word, I, I just started marinating on it, listening to Him, studying, digging into some scriptures, uh, and the word is consistency. If you want to go ahead and write that down, consistency. And I didn't know. I said, Lord, you know, are you wanting me to move away from the series that we are in? I don't see how this fits with order and chaos. And he just started downloading some stuff to me. And a lot of what he gave me, I'm not even going to share with you today because it was for me. I deal with some inconsistency in some parts of my life. And he wants me to get more consistent in those areas. And as I get consistent in those areas, I can break the cycle of disorder in those areas of my life. One being health. 
and the Lord has already started showing me where we're going for 2023. Uh, as a church, we're going to start off the year, uh, and we're going to learn. We're going to learn to live well. Okay. Spirit, mind, and body. We're going to learn to live well. We need to be healthy, spiritually healthy. One of the series we're going to go into next year is called Rated M for mature audiences only because we need to grow up. Their church is full of people who've gotten saved, but they've never progressed in the joys of living in a grown-up. Now, we are childlike, but there's a difference between childlikeness and childish. And so we need to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our... And so there's some subjects that are for mature audiences only that we're going to tackle. We're going to look. That's why we're starting men. Get here on December the 10th. It's not just mental health. Giles is going to be sharing with us about men's health in general. There's some of the statistics he was sharing with me yesterday. I'm 53 years old. There's things that are going on in my body that I've never experienced before. A lot of those things I can curb with living well. Uh, spirit, mind, and body. And a lot of the things that sneak up on us, all of us, in our health is due to inconsistency. Amen. Thank you for that warm response. Um, I grew up, and please, when I talk about my past and the way that I grew up, I am not belittling the foundation of the gospel that I have. I'm not downgrading anything that I was taught. A lot of it was just incomplete. And I'm not saying that now I have it all, but I sure do have the know-it-all living on the inside of me. <clears throat> Excuse me. And there's just been some dots connected over the years. But listen to this statement and see if it makes sense to you and might even resonate with you. Inconsistency growing up in a religious atmosphere led to condemnation. If I was inconsistent in church attendance, if I was inconsistent with Bible reading, if I was inconsistent with certain uh, disciplines of prayer and how I should pray, when I should pray, and how long I should pray, and if I was inconsistent in those, I had lost the free gift of salvation that God had given to me. Okay, Which, understanding more in a completed the finished work of the cross, a lot of those things that I was inconsistent in, I'm going to say this statement, and I probably will repeat it, but it's going to make sense, and it's going to help encourage you. Your consistency has nothing to do with your eternal life, but it does have a lot to do with your abundant life. Okay, His consistency determined your afterlife, your eternal life, what he was faithful to do. Now, my faithfulness does not determine whether I get there or not. What he did and me accepting that. And by the way, if you're here this morning and oh, the blood, the precious blood that washes away all my sin, if you have not accepted that, today's a good time to believe. And if you will believe in that finished work, you are made a brand new creation instantly transformed. Welcome to the family of God. There will be battles, trials, circumstances, situations that will cause us in their distraction and the confusion of all of that to be inconsistent. Thank God for His faithfulness. Okay? Now, 
on a practical level and in this world but not of this world, there are some things that we need to be consistent in doing that will help us to live the abundant life that he said he came to give us. Jesus said, I came to give you life, that's eternal, and abundant, that more abundantly. That's the here and now. The abundant life is not for after you die. The abundant life is here right for right now. I know we say that a lot and we're still trying to remove grave clothes and help you think differently so that you can enjoy your inheritance now. So go with me to 2 Corinthians. Did I leave my glasses on the front row? Yeah. Thank you. Bifocals, that's part of that 53, you know. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7. Let's look at it on the screen. I'm reading from the Amplified Bible this morning. It says, for we walk by faith, amen, not by sight or feeling. And here's what the Amplified puts in parentheses. It means living our lives in a manner consistent with our confident belief in God's promises. So in other words, we know what the promises of God are. We should be living our life in a manner consistent with what we believe about those promises. And we should believe that they are yes and they are amen in Jesus. So all of the promises of God, there's not one that's no. Read read the scripture. All of the promises of God are yes, there it is, there's no no in that, and they are amen, so be it. How? In Christ. So we walk in a manner by faith believing that those promises are ours for that having. We don't even have to ask for them. We just declare them, believe them, and walk in them. How? Consistently. Here's here's the thing about that. I know that we have circumstances. I, I can look at my own bank account over the last two years and tell you that there's some inconsistencies in there because of ups and downs, hills and valleys. But the promise of God that is yes and amen is that He will take care of me, He will supply for me. So no matter what the ledger says in the account, consistently I'm going to have to believe that the promise of God is yes and amen. So living our lives in a manner consistent with God's promise. So let's kind of define consistency. So we can tell where we're going. It means being in the habit of doing the same thing on a regular basis. Um, In the Greek, it's used as an adjective to describe something. And it means to be reliable, to be in agreement with, unwavering, unvarying. And it gives a picture of repeating something on a regular basis. All right, one of the things that I believe contributes to the roller coaster of the chaotic life in the chaotic world is inconsistency. I believe that high highs and low lows, let me pause and say that I do understand that there are mental disorders and syndromes that cause certain of us in chemical ways to have high highs and low lows. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about due to my inconsistency, life is not on an even keel because I'm up one day and I'm down the next day. Usually it's because I'm inconsistent in believing the promises of God. 
Because if I believe the promises of God, yes, I understand there will be valleys. But even in the valley of the shadow of death, fear no evil, for I am with you. He didn't even leave us in the valley. And if I'm on the mountaintop and I'm experiencing some joy and some excitement, he's still God there and consistently his promises are the same. So even in the ebbs and the flows of life, those get lower and those get higher sometimes because of our inconsistency. But Hebrews 10, I'm going to give you some scripture today that you can go home and meditate on that will help you in your consistent walk. Isn't that good? So Hebrews 10.23, Paul says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope, here it is, without wavering, that means without being inconsistent in that confession, for he who promised is faithful. There's his consistency. Do you see that his promises are consistent? They don't change. See, we're not in an old covenant mentality where if you do good, you get good, and if you do bad, you get bad. It's not an inconsistent God who is in his own right wavering with his promise based upon your behavior. He who promised is faithful. Another word for faithful is consistent. God is consistent in his promise. His Belief about you does not change. Now, you and I, our inconsistency and our belief about him does change because we have a tendency to believe sometimes, like I preached two weeks ago, we have more confidence in the shadow than we do the substance. But that shadow can create a monster. If you remove the shadow and you look at the substance, oh, now I have a picture of the real God, not a shadow. We ought to, see, there's some things even in grace that we ought to be doing. We ought to be consistent in our confession. The word confession means to say the same thing, to agree with. One commentator I read after this week says it is to have the same mind as to say the same thing. In other words, I have the same thoughts towards myself that God has towards me. And then I confess that. Here's some examples of that. Those are got smudges all over them and you guys were looking blurry. We mentioned it through prayer this morning, but the word confession means to say the same thing as when we are sick, we have been taught that the confession, we say the same thing about our sickness that God says about that. And what has God said? He says that by the stripes that were beaten in Jesus' back, you are healed. That confession doesn't change whether you have symptoms or you don't have symptoms. Here's our inconsistency. Oh, I shall say it is my inconsistency. I have been diagnosed with diabetes, okay? The reality of that is I confess, I, I can consistently confess that by his stripes I'm healed, but if I don't become consistent in what I eat and how I eat, I mean, see where the difference between eternal life is guaranteed for me, I, it just might come a whole lot quicker than it should. So the consistency on my end, even though I'm confessing that by His stripes I am healed, there are some things that I ought to be doing. 
I guess I'm the only one. <laughs> Another definition for consistency is adhering to the same principles in a steadfast and unwavering manner. You know, I've encountered people that have come and they want to be delivered from certain addictions. And I, I don't understand. I really don't. And some people, cold turkey at the altar, smack, pal, bang, boom, never have another craving for whatever they were addicted to, while others struggle their entire life with that addiction. You know, and we can get, obviously, the, the ramifications of substance abuse is more evident in people's lives, but most in the room and most under the sound of my voice are addicted to sugar, including with my own hand raised. So we become inconsistent. <laughs> I told um, Susan over there she had a half of a sour cream donut over there that was cut in half, and I said, I, c I can eat half of that. Don't tell on me, Susan. Inconsistency that leads to certain things in my life, but I'm still going to confess what the word says about me. But there's some things practically that we can be doing that help in those conf confessions. Does that make sense? Okay. Jesus was and is the perfect model of a consistent life. Would you agree that he was consistent? We do not have illustrated for us in the pages of Scripture a Jesus who had high highs and low lows because he was consistent. Matter of fact, the Scripture in Hebrew says that Jesus Christ, here it is, the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's consistency. Can I help you with what is already pre-programmed in your life? According to 1 John 4, verse 17, as he is, so are you in this world. In other words, it, in your DNA, it is built in for you to be consistent. What does it boil down to then? The way that I think. I either believe that it's in me to be consistent, or I'll believe the lie that my life will always be full of inconsistency. What will that lead to? That will lead to condemnation. That's where the enemy wants us to buy into that lie. And so then when we get inconsistent with things, I'll start condemning myself. Listen, I, Lisa's even told me recently, I called myself dumb or stupid one time in the pulpit up here recently. I'm not, but because I had inconsistency and got distracted, then my self-talk becomes inconsistent with the promises of God. I mean, this stuff has helped me. I'm hoping that you will take it home. You'll begin to look at it. The Lord will help you with some areas of inconsistency to know that it's already built in your life to be consistent, and you'll allow the Holy Spirit to work in you, uh, walk out what's already been worked in you. So what does consistency look like? Let's look at one example. There's many in the Scripture, but let's travel over to Philippians, the fourth chapter, verse number 4. We didn't get that clock change, did we? Okay, let me get check. Philippians 4, 4, Paul says to the church at Philippi, Rejoice in the Lord always. Circle that word always. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, he says it again, rejoice. 
I will say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. That word always denotes consistency. It means at all times, on all occasions, in every circumstance. Notice it didn't say rejoice for those circumstances, those situations, or those events. It says to rejoice in them. That's consistency. Um, mature believers who are consistent then can have tragedy, major situations happen in their life, and they are consistently stable. Things don't... Now, childishness or immaturity will cause us to act inconsistently, treat people inconsistently, and have emotions and reactions that are not consistent. Does that make sense? Okay. And a lot of times, John and I, John Gillenwater and I were talking before church. If you go to a restaurant and you eat, uh, we went to Fazio's recently and I had the blackened salmon and it was great. And if I go back, I'm expecting the consistency to be the same so that that should be as good as it was last time. But the inconsistency of that would cause people, they'll, they'll lose business if they stay inconsistent in the, the preparation of their food and the quality of their food. The church has lost its um, attraction, my opinion, as a whole, in recent years because of their inconsistency. That may make sense to you, it may resonate with you, it may not. But I believe because of some of our wishy-washy beliefs, because of our inconsistency in the way that we treat people, regardless of the color of their skin, their gender, their sexuality. See, when I start talking about things, then people shut me off and they think that I'm condoning certain behaviors. When I'm not condoning certain behavior... And you'll see here in just a few minutes, a lot of that comes out of confusion, disorder and dysfunction that is in people's lives. And we're breaking the cycle of that disorder, that chaos that is in our life. How do we do it? Through consistency. And I'm not going to beat up the choir, but there are some out there listening and others that will listen later. The consistency in our pattern of attending church or not does have an impact on your life. I'll just... That's free. I'll just throw that out there. Consistency builds trust. If you are inconsistent in your relationship and how you are building a relationship, then that trust gets broken down. And the only way that it can be built back, I'm dealing with a couple right now, there's an issue going on that's been brought to the husband's attention. And in counseling, I've said, listen, two or three deposits in her emotional bank account aren't going to get it. There has to be a consistency of deposits into her emotional bank account for the trust to be built back up before you can have a withdrawal. Hmm. Unfortunately, today we have become very good at making excuses. And when we are inconsistent, we make an excuse, and then that excuse leads to not taking any personal response. I can't be consistent for Gary. You know, Gary can't be consistent for me for my health's sake. Lisa can prod me, encourage me, and help me, 
but it's going to take my willpower to be consistent to have changes that have results. Okay? And making these excuses has led to disloyalty, dysfunction, and disorder. And the definition of chaos is disorder, dysfunction, and even darkness is included in that. One of the best ways to shine is the light because you are the light of the world. And one of the best ways to shine into the chaos of this world is to be consistent. One of those things, ways is to be consistently kind. Okay, It doesn't matter what political affiliation you have. It doesn't matter what denominational affiliation you have. It does not matter where you grew up, what your socioeconomical background is, where you work, or if you don't work, or you have the inability to work. Treat people with kindness. And the consistency in that at work, uh, the Lord has helped me to have some consistency so that if you talk to people in my circle of influence, by God's grace, you're going to hear he's kind. You know, reactions to certain situations, we can still be kind and firm. Did you hear that? You can be kind and be firm. You don't have to be a jerk to be firm. But I can be firm in my stance. I can be firm in my beliefs. I can be firm in uh, portraying those beliefs and verbalizing those beliefs and still be kind. I, I actually become very uncomfortable and sometimes to the point of intimidated when people are not being kind one to another. Uh, it, it is very difficult to, for me to be in a... If I am in a room with people who are having an argument uh, and they're being hateful and there's, being, there's language that's coming out, I, I get uncomfortable. Because I just like... My mother portrayed consistent kindness. She was one of the people that it didn't... Three o'clock in the morning. My dad used to tell the story that, you know, back in the old days when you had a phone that actually rang in the house that was connected to a line in the wall and it would be ringing at night and he would get up and she had moved the furniture and he was trying to get to the phone and he'd stub his toe or she'd trip and fall and he said then three, four seconds later he would hear her, hello, she was just as kind at three o'clock in the morning as she was at 12 noon. And uh, just funny, consistent. How many of you know that people are fickle? <laughs> Change, that word freak, fickle means changing frequently, especially in, to, in regards to one's interest or affection. A lack, it also means a lack of steadfastness or stability. We have a chaotic world with a lot of people's lives in chaos because of no stability and no steadfastness. Uh, I like to say it, the greatest ability that you could have is stickability. The ability to stick, to stay consistent. Here, let me say this. Consistency clears up confusion. If I'm consistent in the doctrine that I portray to you, you will be, it'll be as clear as mud. You'll be so confused walking out of here. Well, I wonder what he believes. 
you know, so the consistency in what we confess, the consistency in our kindness and our love and how we treat people, people will be confused if you're even a follower of Christ if you're inconsistent in the way that you treat people. 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter, verse 33 says, For God is not the author of confusion. The NIV uses the word disorder for the word confusion. It's the same word. It's a, they're synonyms of one another. In other words, God is not the author of disorder. We know from our definition of chaos that it is disorder. So God is not the author of chaos, confusion, darkness, disorder. That's what is he the God of? He is the God of peace consistently. Peace in the Greek means to tie together into whole. Now watch this, and please pay attention to what I'm saying right here, because if you don't, you'll misquote me, you'll misunderstand, and there won't be clarity. While I believe in holiness, I believe that the church has been inconsistent in preaching wholeness. I'm going to say that again. I do believe in holiness, but holiness is not achieved, holiness is received. It is a fruit. It's right. It's the fruit of holiness. That means that God produces that in you. But wholeness is something that we've not taught a lot, a whole lot about, or allowed people to journey through in that process of becoming whole. And we've left a lot of people wounded, and we're inconsistent. Most of the time, we're just scratching the scab off and letting them. Uh, continue to suffer in the pain of having that scab removed but never getting to a deep inner healing and producing wholeness and this word peace here God is not the author of confusion but he is the author of peace in other words wholeness mind, body and spirit he wants you to be whole I was praying this morning during worship and I used the word the shalom of God. Peace in the Greek is one word. In the Hebrew, that's the Old Testament, but it's still the peace of God. It is shalom, which means completeness, soundness of mind, health, wealth, and prosperity. You get on to these prosperity preachers. I know that there is an unbalance in a lot of that. But you write a book and sell it for $2 a piece and sell a million copies of it, you'll be a millionaire too. Nobody's forcing people to buy books. That's just my two cents worth. But it's completeness, it's wholeness, it's soundness of mind. That's the shalom of God. Inconsistent practices produce inconsistent results. Whether it's in the gym, with your eating habits, your financial practices, and it even comes to into play with your confessions about the promises of God. If you have inconsistent practices with the promises of God, you will have inconsistent results, and that's not God's fault. But Because inconsistency is going to lead you to condemnation. But with some consistency... This is one of the most practical things that I could ever preach to you and give to you about being consistent in the manner that you walk according to the promises of God because it's going to benefit you in the here and now. 
This is something that if I can learn to be consistent in my health practices, it's going to give me longevity without problems in my body, um, in the way that I think, in the way that I treat others. Make sure you have everything before you leave somewhere. Okay, slow down. This was a note. This was a text message that I received from Lisa last night. She helps me. Listen, I'm telling you. Here's what her text message said. Make sure you have everything before you leave somewhere. Why? Here's one area that I'm very consistent in. Losing my keys in my wallet. And what? And my phone. Yeah, that's right. Just wait. I'm going to read the rest of this text message. Slow down. These are practical things that we could all benefit from. Make sure that you have everything that you need before you leave somewhere. Wallet, keys, phone. Slow down. I'm inconsistent a lot of times because I'm going so fast. Make a conscious effort to be intentional. I'm still reading the text message that she sent to me because it's good advice. Make a conscious effort to be intentional. Do I have my phone, keys, and wallet? So here's what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to come up with a plan. And at home, it's very easy because she's already placed a basket beside the door that leads into the garage that I'm supposed to put my keys and wallet in every day. And if they were in the basket, we could all find them, but they're never in the basket. I'll have my wallet in the car, which is a no-no. I'll have the keys up in my office. It's just I have to get a plan to become consistent. Then I need to work that plan. I think a big misunderstanding in the church world when it comes to consistency is that you must be consistent in order to obtain a heavenly reward. I think that's a big misunderstanding. Because, let me tell you, when trials and battles come, we all know that we will have faults and failures and we will become inconsistent. And God knows that. That's why He's consistent. That's why He is faithful. And according to Timothy, even when we were inconsistent or faithless, He remains faithful and consistent. That guarantees us a home in heaven after we've believed and when we've believed. But he, is so, he wants so much more for us than just... If the ultimate plan of God was for us to be in heaven, he should have killed us when we got saved. Am I right? I mean, if that's the ultimate goal is to get to heaven when you die, then why don't we just lay down and die? But he didn't just say that he came to give eternal life. He said he came to give abundant life. And that's why he wants us to have consistency because that has everything to do with abundant life. Jennifer, if you'd come and begin to play. Routines make life less chaotic. Um, uh, There's several people that I know that are so routine-oriented that it's almost OCD. You know, we give people like that a hard time sometimes, but I guarantee you they don't forget their keys, their coat, and their wallet. Um, Consistency, a routine, a plan. Get up, brush your teeth, drink a bottle of water, read 
your scripture, your devotion? What, what is your routine? What is your plan to be consistent? Everything that I'm saying today, I have to go back and listen to myself because this is an area of my own life that I'm going to have to work on and I need more consistency and being consistent in. But we can begin to let go of inconsistency as we let go of old self-images. 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... The new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Believe that we have to, here it is, constantly remind ourselves that we are new creations. Because if we keep that old self-image snapshot in our mind, then the talk will be that old man that will we'll revert back to that. And we have to realize, realize we're brand new. To start the journey of consistency and stand to your feet with me. Step one this morning, just just stand to our feet all over the building, is to forgive yourself. To forgive yourself and move on. As long you will continue in the distractions of inconsistency as long as you have an old self-image. That's why we started with the promises of God, what God says about who you are. Um, We've got to quit thinking with old mindsets and old patterns that have consistently brought us into inconsistency because a lot of us dwell in condemnation. This is why people quit. I'm going to just be honest with you. This is the reason that people quit because they've been taught that they have to be consistent and then when there is a lack in that consistency especially in doing things to obtain that eternal reward it's just too hard Darius and I have talked many times it's just too hard I can't do that and so when I have a failure in my consistency in trying to earn those things then I just fall into the well this is I'm a I'm done. The struggle is too hard. It's too much. And people quit. But if you can understand that the path to your goals is not a straight one, there will be dips. There will be setbacks. There will be lack of motivation some days. There will be unforeseen challenges in our life. But we've got to decide today. We've got to decide ahead of time what our plan is, what our routine is going to be. What will I do when these setbacks and these shortcomings and these unforeseen challenges show up? How am I going to be consistent through those? Well, if I'm going to be persistent and if I'm going to be consistent in all of those, then I have to be persistent. Consistency and persistency will help us to achieve our goals. Can I just encourage you this morning to be patient with yourself? Just be patient with yourself. God is patient and kind. Learn to be patient with yourself. Commit to discipline. And then, one day at a time, start that routine and that pattern of believing and walking in a manner consistent with the promises of God. Okay, so as Jennifer's playing, let's just bow our heads. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you right now.
in the inner man, just listen to the voice of the Spirit. He's going to start speaking to you about some areas of your life that you need some consistency in.